Hallelujah, hallelujah. I'd like to welcome all of our guests tonight, if you're a guest. You're a guest with us tonight. We're so glad to have you in service. Thank you for being with us. If you are watching us online, wherever you're watching from, we welcome you as a part of this service. Pray that you're blessed by it tonight in Jesus' name. Give honor tonight to our bishop and Mother Wright. It's great to have them in service. Praise God. Amen. I, uh, I'm going to do a, a bunch of reading of Scripture throughout this evening, and I'm going to do a bunch as I start, so I'm going to do a little bit different than normal. I'm going to give you my title, and then I'm going to pray, and you can be seated, and I will begin reading, and since I will be reading a lot, I won't expect you to stand back up. I want to preach to you tonight this subject, Provision for the Vision provision for the vision. Father, thank you for the privilege of being in your presence, Lord. Such a privilege it is. No value can be placed upon it, God. What an honor it is to have the opportunity to be in your presence. I pray, God, tonight that you would speak to our hearts, to our lives, that your word would minister. God, I Thank you tonight for what you have been doing over the last several weeks, several months in this church and the working and the moving of your spirit that's taken place and we trust God that it is continuing. It's not about an individual, it's not about a man, but it's about you, God. And so I trust that your spirit would continue to work in us and through us, speak to us. I trust you and believe you for your anointing tonight, Father. Depend upon you, God, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. You may be seated. I want to begin reading to you from the book of Haggai and start reading in chapter number 1. Haggai chapter 1, verse number 1. The scripture says this. In the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month and the first day of the month, came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet unto Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua the son of Josedek, the high priest, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, This people say, The time is not come, the time that the Lord's house should be built. Then came the word of the Lord by Haggai the prophet, saying, Is it time for you, O ye, to dwell in your sealed houses, and this house lie in waste? Now I want you to understand as we read this passage tonight, we are reading Old Testament verses, and so rather than the literal application that it may have been then, we are reading it for a spiritual application tonight. And so when the Lord says to His people, is it time for you to dwell in your sealed houses and this house lie in waste, I I want you to think of your houses tonight in the context of, of your life. Not in the context of where you live, literally, but but the context of your life. And think of the house of, the, of God, not in the context of this building, because we know that this building is not the church. It's just where the church meets. 
So I'm not talking to you about a building tonight when we read about the house of the Lord, just as not talking to you literally about your house. But the Lord asks His people this question, is it time for you to dwell in your houses, in your sealed houses, your, your houses that you take care of and you work on and let my house lie in waste? Is it time for you to work on your lives and, and putting your lives in order while my house lies or in shambles or falls apart? Barnes note says this with regards to verse 4. With these words, carnal Christians are reproved who have no glow of zeal for God but are full of self-love and so make no effort to repair, build, or strengthen the material temples of Christ, and houses assigned to worship when aged, ruinous, decaying, or destroyed, but built for themselves curious, voluptuous, superfluous dwellings. In these the love of Christ gloweth not, these Isaiah threateneth. Woe to, the, woe to you who join house to house and field to field and regard not the work of the Lord. Is it time for you to focus and invest in your lives and making sure everything in your life is in order while my house crumbles and falls apart? And I remind you for a moment tonight, it's not exactly where I'm going, but I want to remind you, I've said it a number of times in different ways over the last little while, at least that I recall, and I want to say it to you again tonight. We are not here tonight for an organization. We are not here tonight, and I don't mean that with regards to the big organization we're a part of. I mean as us. This is not an organization. Antioch, the apostolic church, is not an organization. This is not a social club. This is not just some kind of gathering of people for social purposes. But we are, not might, not maybe, I tell you confidently tonight, we are connected to that which Jesus said to Peter a couple of thousand years ago that I'm going to build my church. We're not the church, but we are a part of the church. And the church is not an organization, but the church is an organism. It is not a man-made structured thing, but it is something that the Spirit has produced. And so if all you're doing here tonight is this is just the religion that you have chosen to be a part of, I'm telling you tonight you sure are missing out on it because this is not just our religion of choice, but we believe tonight that I was born into this. I was born again and when I was born again it's how I got here I'm not here because my natural parents were a part of this and I was born into this I'm not in the role in the position I am because of natural connection but I was born into this by a spiritual birth just as the rest of you were I'm just still a little bit concerned and worried that there's too many of us that Church is just kind of something we're a part of and what we do, but it's not really our lives. It's not what our lives are about, and I don't mean church as in a service or a church, but I mean what the church is all about. So the Lord says to His people, is it, is it time for you to make sure your lives are good and in order while my house 
struggles and decays and falls apart. Verse number 5, Now therefore, thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. I believe there's a few folks here tonight these next few verses describe. You have sown much, but bring in little. You eat, but you don't have enough. You drink, but you're not filled with drink. You clothe, but there is none warm. And he that earneth wages earneth wages to put it into a bag with holes. We are, we are trained and educated and experienced in spiritual warfare here. We understand about how to fight the devil and we, we've had some experience of what that's about. But the problem we have is sometimes the devil is not the opponent. Sometimes the devil's not the source of the problems in your life. Sometimes the devil's not the devourer in your life. There are some times that God Himself is the one that becomes your opposition. You, you, you and I know that whatever we bind on earth is bound in heaven. And when the enemy is fighting us, he doesn't have more power than we have. And we've been given authority and power. But when God is the one, not only can you not bind God, most of us are smart enough to not even try. not about to try to bind God. That, that just would remind me of being a kid and egging my dad on when I was already on the verge of a spanking. It, it just kind of would remind me of just kind of, you know, giving him the impression, I dare you. So, so I know, I know we don't, we wouldn't, we wouldn't think of binding God, but the problem we have sometimes is we're putting money in pockets that have holes. Any, don't, don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. This is not a question I'm asking for an outward response. You can, it's okay to answer this one inside. Anybody just feel like every month you get to the end of the month and it was just something else this month? Don't, 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 don't. Some of you don't, this, this is, I appreciate Brother Morgan and his challenging and encouraging you to respond. I, I, I've said it without him here. I don't know if I've ever said it with him here, but not all of us have the same philosophy of ministry as Bishop does. Silence is not golden for us when we're preaching. I like that. I like you to talk to me a little bit. Uh, rather than you being quiet and knowing you're listening, I like a verbal response to know you're listening. So, but I, I give you permission, just be quiet for a moment. Some of you done gave it away. Just seemed like every month, car breaks down this month. Washing machine breaks down next month. 
Kids get sick. This happens. You just can't. Boy, that, I thought God said I had power over the enemy. You do. But God said you, you put wages into a bag with holes. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. Go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house and I will take pleasure in it. And I will be glorified, saith the Lord. You looked for much, and lo, it came to little. And when you brought it home, I, God speaking, I blew on it. You got it all accumulated and brought it home to see what you had. And when you got it all gathered together, I blew on it. I, the loving, caring, compassionate God. Why, saith the Lord of hosts, because of my house that is waste, and you run every man unto his own house. Therefore the heaven over you is stayed from dew, and the earth is stayed from her fruit. And I called, I called, I called, God speaking here, I called for a drought upon the land, and upon the mountains, and upon the corn, and upon the new wine, and upon the oil, and upon that which grounded which the ground bringeth forth, and upon men, and upon cattle, and upon all the labor of the, of the hands. Then Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, and Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, with all the remnant of the people, obeyed the voice of the Lord their gods and God, and the words of Haggai the prophet, as the Lord their God had sent, sent him, and the people did fear before the Lord. Then spake Haggai, the Lord's messenger, in the Lord's message unto the people, saying, I am with you, saith the Lord. And the Lord stirred up the spirit of Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and the spirit of Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, and the spirit of all the remnant of the people. And they came and did work in the house of the Lord of hosts, their God. You gathered. Anybody... Again, no response needed, no response asked for. But he had some stuff that just looked like it was lining up just right. But he got some stuff that this was going to be your break. This was going to be it. This is that. This is what I've been waiting on. This is the job I've been looking for. And I mean, it was all lining up, going to be, and, and, and almost out of nowhere, perhaps, it all just fell through. Just fell apart. And so once again, you try to fight the devil when in fact God is the one that is your opposition. Because God's looking at what you're lining up and looking at what you're planning and preparing. and It's all about you. It's all about your house. It's all about your life. And God's saying, I want my house. Seek ye first. Seek ye first. The kingdom of God. 
I know what my title, put that back up there, put that title back up there for a moment. So I remember wondering, you got excited when I announced my title and now you're, we're getting there. We're getting there. We got, we got to lay a little groundwork before we get there. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. Seek first the kingdom and His righteousness. Then all these things, all those things that you sought how to get and do yourself, all the plans that you've made for your house, all the ways you've had it lined up for your house. God says, if you'll seek me first, my kingdom, my righteousness, I will then add, and it's not in there, but I think I could add it in there and it'd be okay. I will willingly add all, all, all these Things, all these things shall be added unto you. Seek me first and I'll add. How about this? Seek things first and I'll subtract. Seek me first and I will freely give. But seek the stuff first and then add me on at the end and I'm going to take away. Proverbs 17 and 1, the wise man said this, Better is a dry morsel and quietness therewith than a house full of sacrifices with strife. The Living Bible says it this way, A dry crust, that part most of you pick off. Dry crust eaten in peace is better than steak every day along with argument and strife. If all you got's dry bread to eat, but you're eating it in a house that's at peace, you're eating it in a house that's got unity and you're eating it with a family that loves each other and is together and is supportive. If that's what you've got, that's better than the best steak every day. But living in a house of strife and contention and chaos. Oh, I, I don't, I'm, I'm trying to not go here and Trying to be the new me. <laughs> I, I told my wife Thursday night when I went home from church. The last couple of Thursday nights I have taught. I have taught, preached, ministered. It's, I, it's been a long time since I've felt struggled so so much. Hopefully, hopefully Jesus and I hit it. But come off these highs of the weekends, and then here comes Pastor Wright. Time to plod. So here I am, 
tonight. First Sunday night I've preached in about two months. See, I, some of you are doing a real good job the last four to six weeks of being cheerleaders. You see, you can, you can pay your price to sit in the stands and it not cost you anything but be well entertained. And the, the greater the excitement on the field, the more worth your money you feel like is. See, well, I feel it coming on. <laughs> For better or worse. That's why as long as it's high, you're excited now. Because the entertainment's better. But the focus is still your house. And the chance that maybe in a better atmosphere, my house will get a little bit more. But this isn't about your house. And it's not about my house. It's about his house. And I, I haven't found, there's, there's no verse that says this, but I think in principle, it's okay. Let me say it to you like this tonight. If you'll take care of God's house, if you'll take care of God's house, if you'll put God's house ahead of your house, I'm not talking about neglecting your family, and that's not the, you're, that's not the context of what I'm talking about the, the the well-being and the good and the prosperity and the building of your house. If you make up your mind that God, I'm going to seek you first, and your righteousness in what you're doing and what you want, then I'm going to trust that you're going to take care of mine. I know some of you may not like this, but I am, I believe, I, I'm not only of the opinion, I think, I think with a little bit of time I can back it up in the Word, but I think God gives to us in a similar way that we give to Him. I, 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 let me stop right there because I'll, I'll come back to that in a little bit. <laughs> Seek ye first. First, the kingdom. When you seek the kingdom first, I will add. Dry crust eaten in peace is better than steak every day along with argument and strife. Every now and then, I, I, uh, I, really I hesitate to say this, but if you're on it, you probably already are some degree aware of it. But uh, on, on on Instagram, there's a there's a there's a button you click on, and it's it it's uh, you explore. And and a lot of what shows up there has to do with what you're connected to and whatever what you follow. And every now and then, somehow through distant connections, stuff you really don't want to see shows up. So, but one thing that 
for some reason every now and then shows up there on, on my feed is, you know, there'll be some luxury yachts. And I'll get distracted for a few moments. Looking at those luxury yachts. And also realizing there is a really, really, really good chance the closest I'm ever going to get to that yacht is on the picture I'm holding in my hand. Sometimes we need to remember that my dry crust in peace is a lot better than that yacht and the stuff that probably goes with it. I got, I, I, I've told y'all before, I'm, I've admitted my, my fleshly weakness. I, I like name brand stuff. I do. I like it. I don't usually buy it, but I like it. And if I can find it on clearance and the clearance clearance rack, <laughs> and then a few dollars off of that, I'll, I'll buy it. And, and, and you know, I, every now and then I've been in situations with Travel Channel or something. They, you know, they're showing these hotel, and they got... I mean, hotel rooms, suites, 10 grand a night, you know, 15 grand. Wow. I know some of y'all are, I know a bunch of spiritual folks tonight. You never think about, could care less about that stuff. I'm still working on it. I go out of town, I check Expedia, and I check Priceline, and I check this, and I check that, and trying to get a bargain and a deal. So, some, some, I know I'm not preaching to everybody right now, but hang on. Some of you need to refocus on what really matters. What some of you don't understand is God has blessed you enough to limit your resources to keep you out of trouble. Solomon, and God didn't answer this prayer, and I don't have time to get into it, and I have some theories as to why, but Solomon prayed a prayer. He said, God, don't give me so much that I forget you. And then don't let me have so little that I got to steal and whatever, and then I curse you. So let me live somewhere in the middle, which is really where most of us live. We don't have what everything we want, but it's not as bad as it could be. And what you don't understand, the more you have that you want, the more opportunity for trouble to get in. Just, just read the paper, read, get online, check out the news and see all the great stuff that Steak every day can get you. 
trying to be unkind, judgmental, whatever, and I, I don't want to be offensive by, but but it, it's some of you follow the news some this week and two-time NBA champion Lamar Odom might have some steak every day. I tell you what, I've been happy for my dry bread this week. But then God says, if you'll seek me first, I will, I will add. I will add things. I've never done it. I always, every time I use this verse, I mean to do it, and I didn't do it again tonight. We do it real quick on the phone, I'm sure. I've never looked up the Greek word for things. My suspicion is, the scholar says, things is things. Here, here's what's really neat about that verse. What things are for him, Samsung tablet, are not things for me. Things. See, what some of you don't understand, you get jealous at people that come walking in with things. Because sometimes they come walking in with the things you've been trying to get. And it seemed like they got their things out of nowhere. And, and in some ways they did. Because while you've been pursuing getting the things... They've been pursuing the kingdom. When you pursue things, you've got to figure out how to get the things. You've got to figure out how to take care of the things. You've got to worry about protecting the things. But when you get the kingdom, you just let God figure out how to give you the things take care of the things, protect the things, replace the things. But if you will put the kingdom first, he promised, I will add. I've been around. David said, I once was young and now I'm old. Never seen the righteous forsaken and a seed begging bread. I, I once was young and now I'm older. Older, er, er, er. I've been seeing pictures of myself the past couple of weeks, and this, these sides seem to me that in just the last several weeks, my grays have been having grays, having grays, and having grays, and all I see is this whiteness on the sides of my head. As long as my other half keeps saying I'm a gray fox, then bring on the grays. <laughs> I don't know why I was getting on off all that. Where was I going? 
Yes, thank you. I'm now older, and the benefit of being older is having the time to watch the Word of God prove itself true. That, that's the challenge for the young. You got to take the Word of God and the old's word for it. And trust without experience that it's true. At 43, I've been around long enough, I now have the benefit of knowing it works. It's true. He's faithful. Focus on His house. Build His house. Put His house first. And He will take care of your house. Malachi 3, verse 1. Behold, I will send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me. And the Lord whom you seek shall suddenly come to his temple, even the messenger of the covenant, whom ye delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. But who may abide the day of his coming, and who shall stand when he appeareth? For he is like a refiner's fire, and like fuller's soap. And he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi and purge them as gold and silver, that they may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness." Then shall the offering of Judah and Jerusalem be pleasant unto the Lord as in the days of old and as in former years. And I will come near to you, I will come near to you to judgment. And I will be a swift witness against the sorcerers and against the adulterers and against false swearers and against those that oppress the hireling in his wages the widow and the fatherless, and that turn aside the stranger from his right. And fear not me, saith the Lord of hosts, for I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob, are not consumed. Even from the days of your fathers ye are gone away from mine ordinances and have not kept them. Return unto me, and I will return unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. But you said, Wherein shall we return? Will a man rob God? Yet ye have robbed me. You say, Wherein have we robbed thee? In tithes and offerings. Tithes is a tenth. It's what you owe. Don't care what article you read on the internet. It's what you owe. I don't care what some, I shouldn't say it quite this way, but I'm just going to say it. I don't care what some bitter backslider tells you. It's what you owe. You can find somebody really easy, just a few clicks of the keyboard that will give you all kinds of material as to why tithing is not for us anymore. 
I can promise you, pretty much guarantee, if you could meet that person, spend a little bit of time with them, you could pretty quickly determine there is offense and bitterness in their life. Show me someone, said this is a couple weeks ago, and I'm back on it tonight. Some, oh, you're getting to our money. Well, that's part of what I'm getting at, yeah. So let me not disappoint you. From my experience, others have been doing this a lot longer than I have. (laughs) A revelation that tithing is no longer for us is always preceded by offense. Always preceded by offense. Show me the person that's telling you you don't need to pay tithes, don't have to pay tithes. If I know that person, I'll quickly show you their offense. And they can tell you all day long, I have no offense. He says, you've robbed me first off in what you owe. Oh, Lord. Let me give you the punchline. I think it'll be pretty good when we get there. Provision for the vision is not coming from out there. Or, or let me say it this way, that's not what we're waiting on. If God wants to have provision come from out there, so be it. But the primary source of provision for the vision is in here. So he says, you have robbed me. How many of you have ever, just about everybody in this place except for Mother Wright, has been late paying a bill? That's because she pays the bills. Whether on purpose or accidentally. Did you ever get a call? I, I, I pay, you know, my, my mortgage, is. it says the due date and then the date I have until. I like that until date. I'm really not interested in you having it any sooner than you have to have it. So I, I, I get it there before that until date, but I, every month, every month I get this pink letter in the mail. Every month. I called them about it a couple months ago. Because it's not there on the date, the due date. I'm going it's there by the until date. I, I never have had one Bill collector, call me. 
and say, listen, I noticed, noticed you haven't paid yet. We just wanted to take, don't worry about this month's. Just listen, I, we just forget about it, wait till next. In fact, we're just going to write it off. No, because you owe. You owe God your tithe. Church services canceled by snow. Is not God's message to you. Don't worry about it. I'm trying to help somebody tonight. You're going to have to be patient with me to get there, but I'm trying to help you. You may not like me while we get there. Hopefully after we get there, you'll like me. And if you don't, that's not my job to make you like me. Heard that somewhere before. You have, you have robbed me. We want to come in and offer praise to the one we're stealing from. And then expect him to forget it and just pour you out a blessing. Some of you are arguing with me right now condition of your finances proves. You can argue with me all you want. He says you've, you've taken from me what is mine. But, but, but God, I, if I give you that, I can't get that. If I give you this, I can't do that. He said, you've robbed me in your tithes. And tithe is what you owe me. Offerings are what you give. An offering, one of the Hebrew words there, or the, one of the definitions for that word, offering is a present. As offered up. A gift. You've robbed me, and not only have you not given me what you owe me, but you've also not given me some presents. Well, if I have to give it to you, it ain't a present. Don't give your wife a birthday present. See how she responds and see if that's okay. Well, if you're getting all upset, it's not a present if I had to give it. You haven't given me what you owe me. Neither have you given me some presents, some extra. God promised to meet our needs. Now, we got some trouble sometimes confusing two words. Because we have accused God for not supplying our needs in some areas that the truth of the matter, it wasn't a need. It was a want. Is it out? Anybody got an iPhone 6S yet tonight? A couple of you. A 
Everybody, how many of you got a six? Five? Six plus? How many of you got a five? iPhone five? You know, I ain't worried about the galaxy, folks. That's just... I'm trying to, I'm trying to make a point. I got to... You preach when you've got a galaxy and you can poke at all of us Apple people. So let, 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 let's just do this. How about all you five? How about you five folks? I, I, Apple, I, iPhone five. I got some iPhone. Did somebody say four? You got a four? For all you folks with a five and even those with a six, the 6S is not... It is not, it is not a need. It is not a need. The problem is, God doesn't provide our wants, and we start accusing Him of not providing our needs, or He doesn't provide our wants, we put ourselves in debt to get them. And then accuse God for being unfaithful and for not bailing us out of the jams we create. Man, the last couple of weeks have been fun. Verse nine. Verse nine. This is that. This part of that. The Bible. We don't want. You know, man. Twenty fifteen. We. You've robbed me. So you're cursed with a curse. You've robbed me. Even this whole nation. Bring ye all, all, all. Listen, folks, I, I really didn't come here to preach about money. I'm, I'm, I'm going to stay on it for a few more moments. But that's not what my message is really about because the vision is not all about money. We don't just need money. There's other resources that are needed, so bear with me. You can put it in an envelope, pay it online, and check it as tithes. And all ministry and leadership can do is trust you. You got a little problem, though. We did not, nor do we want to see your paycheck. I'm not interested. I think I can speak for Bishop and my, I don't want to see your paycheck, not my business. I don't want to see it. Not my business. You got a little problem, though. The one you're really accountable to. He, he saw it. He knew what it was going to be before your boss ever wrote it. And so you can... You can lie if you want to. 
and call it what it's not. And we don't know and have a responsibility to trust. And the good thing is, I can't curse you. I don't want to curse you. But he says, you've stolen from me. And so I cursed it. You've robbed me. You've kept from me what's mine. So bring you all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in mine house. And prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. And he shall not destroy the fruits of your ground. Neither shall your vine cast her fruit before the time in the field, saith the Lord of hosts. I'm going to go from being your opponent. I'm going to go from being the one that's hindering to being not only the one that's supporting, but I'm actually going to protect and preserve and keep and watch out and watch over so that no longer will I fight you, but I'm not going to let the devourer fight you either. Either God is a lie or His Word is true. And He said, I'll open the windows of heaven and I will pour you out a blessing. And there won't even be room enough to receive it. You've heard it said before, I have no idea who said it first, it's not original to me, but blessing... The two S's in blessings is not spelled with a dollar sign. Some of you got so many blessings in your life and you're missing them because they don't have a dollar sign with them. When I walk through the door of my house tonight with a healthy, wonderful, help meet other half, I'm blessed. When I kiss my four kids goodnight tonight, I'm blessed. In fact, those are some things I look at them and I'm overwhelmed by them. I can't contain them. Being overwhelmed and having so much that I can't contain is not that I have, have to have five and six bank accounts because I got too much to keep it in. Some of you need to stop for a moment tonight and look at some of the blessings you do have. But if this is not happening in your life, rather than accusing him of being unfaithful, you need to start figuring out the source of the problem. Because he's not the problem. He's not the issue. There's got to be something in my life that is the issue if that's not happening. 
Because he said if I would bring what I owe him, but also give him some gifts. See, part of that reason that this, I don't even remember when Bishop started saying it, but I recall him saying it for years. And in my role now, I have tagged on to it and feel and believe and hope for the same thing. I, I remember, was it, how many years ago now was that Brother Mitchell was with us? Just the recent time, just a couple years ago. I remember when Brother Mitchell was here and he had that check, showed us that check. It was, I remember what it was. I think it was a couple million dollars, I think. He had the photocopy of the check. Somebody walked in and basically gave that check. You know what? If somebody, Mother Wright, opened the mail this week and we had a couple million dollar check, I'd photocopy and show you with the name blocked out too and we'd dance and shout and that'd be awesome. Hallelujah. Thank God for it. Not going to send it back. But how does that how does that benefit you personally? Personally. Per, it benefits the kingdom. It benefits, but how does that benefit you personally? It doesn't. But when the provision for the vision flows through the body, you get some things. Being honest with you, you get some things. Because when God uses you as a conduit, He also blesses you. And the reason some of us haven't gotten that blessing because we haven't proven faithfulness. He's not going to open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings on somebody that hasn't already proven they'll be a good steward of what He gives. Do you know that most people that end up winning the lottery, winning it big, in a matter of time, usually end up in worse condition than they started with? Some of you are waiting on a spiritual lottery. Waiting on God to just blow you out of the water with financial miracles and blessings. The problem is you haven't learned how to be faithful with a little. If you learn how to be faithful with a little and give what you have and do what you need to do with what you have, God says, all right, now that you've proven you can do it here, let me elevate you. Now that you've proven you won't steal what's mine here, let's, let's try this. And then I can take you to here and here and Rather than it being just the stranger, it now becomes the body. And so the body becomes blessed. As the vision is fulfilled and the kingdom is blessed. Seek ye first, 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 first. Last few verses, I'm not quite done, but God speaks to Moses gives them this plan for the tabernacle. Tells them how to build it, what to build it with. Materials, the design, all of that. 
Then in verse 36, chapter, excuse me, chapter 36, starting with verse 1, but in, in 35, the people start bringing the materials and the things that are needed for the house. And so in Exodus 36 and 1, says this, Then wrought Bezalel and Aholiab and every wise-hearted man in whom the Lord put wisdom and understanding to know how to work all manner of work for the service of the sanctuary according to all that the Lord had commanded. And Moses called Bezalel and Aholiab and every wise-hearted man in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom, even every one whose heart stirred him to come up unto the work to do it. And they received of Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought for the work of the service of the sanctuary to make it with all. And they brought yet unto him free offerings every morning. And all the wise men that wrought all the work of the sanctuary came every man from his work which they made. And they spake unto Moses saying, You ready? The people bring much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord commanded to make. And Moses gave commandment that every pastor would love to give. And they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, are you ready? Listen, listen. Let neither man nor woman make any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing. The people were restrained from bringing. For the stuff they had was sufficient for all the work to make it and too much. Can you imagine what it would be like? <laughs> Sister Carrie, please go back to your seat. Keep your offering. Offering baskets are closed for tonight. We have too much. I don't know, I don't know why it's so uncomfortable when we as apostolics start preaching about money when a guy can sit on TV and flat out tell you, send me money. We, we don't need any more. Go back home. Offering is closed. You ever, it's funny, you probably can't see it back there with standing, but there's always this, you know, few moment delay at the end, at, when offering is winding up just to make sure, maybe one or two more stragglers, let's not quit too soon. The ushers, they'll, they'll stay at their post for a few moments just Waiting to see if anybody else is. They got ready to build the Lord's house. 
temporary house at that point, but the Lord's house, and make an appeal, and the people start bringing and giving to the point that he says, we now have too much. I, you know what, Bishop, you, 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 you may have faith that there's too much here. I'm not sure I have faith that there's too much here. But I got, a, I got faith that there's a whole lot more than what we even think there is. But if it's about my house, if it's about building and taking care of my house, and I let somebody else take care of his house, then there's not enough. So there's a struggle for financial resources. There's a struggle for human resources. There's a struggle for the personnel that's needed to accomplish the building of the house because we're more interested in our own house. You know what's really neat is I've, I've heard especially my parents' stories. Some of the very significant ones in my early years of life, some even before I was born. I've heard some of you other elders, your stories. Now I've got my own stories. Let me tell you something. There's, there's others that are buying into this thing. It's not just the old times. It's not just us. Middle aged. I don't think I've ever referred to myself in my entire life as middle aged, but tonight's the first. I don't want to embarrass you, Kevin. I, I checked with my friend, brother, you made sure, and I'm I'm gonna do this as generically. This 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 guy a couple months back was faced with some opportunities and some decisions. There were several factors that went into the choice. One of those choices was, if I do this, how is this going to affect my involvement in ministry? If I make this change in my life, how is that going to affect my ministry involvement? And I, and I, in trying to help, and brother, you and others of you, I know, are part of it, and in trying to help give Kevin some guidance, I said this to him, and I'll say it to some of you. You can go chasing some opportunities that appear better. But you know what? God has a way of eating up a raise he didn't provide. You may be facing, or hopefully you haven't already decided, but you may be facing an opportunity for a better job and more money, but to get that, it's probably going to mean you can't come to church. Or maybe you can come to church, but you got to cut some ministry involvement out. Listen, when you do that, God has a way of... And what you got... That was the increase. See, what God also has the ability to do is multiply a little. 
And you could very well, in the end, make more money getting a lower paycheck than you would with a bigger check. I know God's not in electronics, but God knows how to mess some stuff up. He can make your dishwasher go out. He can make your washer go. He can make your hot water. You mean God would really do that if it, that wasn't need to happen to get your attention? Yeah. Because it's not just about you putting his house first because he is a dictator demanding that. He wants you to put his house first so he can then take care of your house. We, we, we are in the midst. I, 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 I'm thinking all the things, all the apologies I want to say, I'm thinking them. So just so you know, I'm not saying them, I'm thinking them. That's improvement. That's progress. Okay. I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm as if not more excited than a bunch of you about what God is doing and what God is saying. But, but it's not about us coming for the show. It's about us building His house and contributing to His house and realizing that there is some provision that God has given me for the vision of this house. Now, frustrating. Not, not everybody's called to work at the church. Not everybody's called to do that. But you know what? Right now, right now, we got needs that, that, that we need provision for. We, we need somebody that could be, we need a full-time graphics person. We, we need, brother, there's, there's more personnel that's needed for, for, for the media ministry. There's more personnel needed for the materials that are being produced. That, 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 that we got the vision. And I think we probably have more of the provision than we even realize. And I, and I didn't pre-plan this. And haven't nobody knows this, but me and Jesus and headquarters. <laughs> this couple of weeks ago at Foreign Mission Service, we're taking an offering again and helping missionaries and saving missionaries deputation. I committed, and we've got several months on the commitment, but. I committed $5,000 for us, and so we're getting ready to practice tonight. And just to, just so you're whatever, it's not going to benefit us. Well, I tell you, I'm sorry, I, that's not true. It will benefit us. But I mean it's not going in our pockets. See, I, I, I kind of believe. And there, there's probably a good percentage of you. Actually, in all honesty, and I'm not trying to be negative, in all honesty, You'd be surprised the number of people that come faithfully to church that don't pay tithes. Some of you'd be very surprised because you think everybody does what you do and that they don't. But there's, there's, there's enough of you here tonight that are very faithful with your tithes. But what about that other part? What about that other part? We, and this is something... 
I'm working on, working on trying to help and change. But this this church is, I don't know what we were this last year, but we've been in the top, what is it, 20, 15? Of, of, out of 4,000 plus churches in the United Pentecostal Church, for years now, we're usually in the top 20 churches. In foreign missions giving, sorry, in foreign missions giving, top 20 churches. Only problem with that, only problem with that, there's a lot of that that's not what we directly give to missions. There's a lot of that, as some of you know, maybe some of you don't. Every every bit of income that comes into this church, giving, offerings, fundraisers, everything, as a church, we pay tithes on that. When did we come along ago? 20 years ago? I don't remember. Long time. When we had a school, school income, we paid tithes. And there's a lot of what this church that does missions-wise that that's how we do it. It's not as much our direct giving to missions. But I just believe there's some folks here tonight, you're, you're, you're doing pretty good with that tithe part and I'm really I'm 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 not here tonight trying to preach first and foremost about money because again I've already said it it's about laborers in the field and human resources it's not about financial resources alone but I'm not quite sure how how well we're doing with God with that gift part See, some, some degree of the offering and, the, and that present is about an expression of my thankfulness. It's a way of showing my appreciation. And, and, and we're going to do it in just a moment. We're going to do it this way tonight. I don't want offering baskets. Those of you that want to give, I want you to come and I want you to put it on what is our altar. I want you to put it on the altar. I got, I got a, a couple of dollars here. The exact amount's not your business. I'm being facetious with a couple of dollars. I've been, I've been, my dad, I'd have learned better from my dad. My dad has a secret spot he hides them in. I don't have a secret spot. I like them in there where I open it up and can see them. I like to see them. So for months now, months now, I'm going to Singapore in December. You can get a tailor-made suit in Singapore for about the same price you can get a suit off the rack. I've been planning for my house. I've been planning for my house. But you know what? I want to be a part of the provision. So rather than just what I owe, rather than just what I'm obligated to give, rather than what I just owe Him, and I'm not talking about just tonight, folks. I'm talking about just this service tonight. 
But I want to do more than what I owe. I want to give. And more than ever before, I, I think I've done better with it at times in my life than at other times. But I want to truly work to put Him first and His righteousness and rather than me trying to figure out the things and how to get the things and how to accumulate the things, I'm just going to trust Him to provide the things. But in the meantime, it's not going to be about my house, my life, my dreams, my ambitions, my toys, my trophies. But God, I want to put your house, I want to put the needs of your house, I want to put the vision of your house above my house. Whether you're coming to give or you've already given, I want to open this altar tonight because I don't want you just to give an offering. I'm not preaching tonight just to get an offering, but really more so. By the help of the Holy Ghost tonight, rather than an offering of your money, ultimately, what the Holy Ghost is looking for tonight is a brand new offering of ourselves. Really, what the Holy Ghost is looking for tonight is a fresh commitment. God, I'm going to be more concerned about your house than I am about my life, about my dreams and my desires and my ambitions. Rather than worrying about saving for what I want, saving for what I want to do, I'm going to take care of your house. I'm going to provide as best I can for your house. And then I'm going to trust that you are going to take care of my house. believe there's people in this place tonight that it's the will of God for you to be more and more a part of the provision for the vision some of you it's your resources others of you it's just simply you God's asking for you to give a little more of yourself for his house than you give for your own house God's asking you for you to invest a little bit more of your time in His house than keeping time for your house. In the name of Jesus. I don't want to dwell in my sealed house and focus on my house and my life my stuff and your house go to ruin God your house fall apart and all I do is take care of mine God all over again tonight I make a fresh commitment to your house God your work your kingdom seeking you first Seeking your righteousness first. 
trust you to add the way trusting you to provide I'm going to trust God that if I'll take care of your house you're going to take care of my house if I won't try to figure out how to just get what I want if I'll lay aside my wants if I'll hold off on my wants I'll focus on your house you're going to actually end up providing those things the very things that I wanted but you're going to provide them you're going to be the source of them I don't have to be the source I don't have to figure out how to get the things if I'll just put you first and keep you first in your time, in your way, you can add those things. God, I pray tonight. I believe that in this house, God, there is provision. In this body, Lord, there is provision. I want to By your grace tonight, God, help us not to become hoarders of what you've given us to be stewards of for the benefit of your kingdom. Talents and resources and abilities. In the name of Jesus. 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 development of technology and things that are happening in the world there really are some ministry opportunities that 20 30 years ago weren't weren't really there see we need preachers we need preachers we need musicians we need those things, but but in 2015, there's an opportunity for ministry that some of you have got natural talents and abilities that it's what you do for a living that could be great benefits to the kingdom. That if you would provide for his house, I'm not talking about giving up your job, I'm not talking, I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about some of those things that God has blessed you with the ability to do. That could it be that in addition to your own life, your own livelihood, could it be that God gifted you with that ability so that you could become a part 
of the provision of the vision. You, you know, I, I'm on. I'm gonna. If I haven't already, I got a feeling that in the next moment I'm gonna offend somebody. I, I don't. I don't think the church should have to pay church members to do some things that need to be done. We all got money. So, yeah, we got money because there's a world that's dying, going to hell. This is our house. This is our house. Oh, God, let a spirit like the children of Israel had come upon us that rather give because we've finally been pressured into giving we actually reach a point where we're told oh we're, we're good we got it it's alright alright that's, that's kind of ridiculous to expect is it is it ridiculous to expect that whatever the need, any aspect, any area, is it ridiculous to expect that God has the ability through us to make provision for the need? I don't think so. Just another moment, Mother Right, continue singing if you would, please. But come on, just another moment. I know they're already in the altar. Some of you are already in the altar. Some of you are praying where you are, and that's fine, but just a few more moments. I, I, I believe this is an awesome church. This is a great church, but I, I believe we're in need of God to bring a fresh spirit of giving to us. Financially, resources, talents, skills. I, I know there's a lot of you that are very involved in giving a lot, and so don't 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 take what's being preached wrong, and don't don't feel judge judge when there's no need to be judged. I, I know there's a lot of you that give, please, but at the same time, I know there's some of us that we're hanging on and holding on and accumulating for ourselves accumulating some things that God intended for us to just be a conduit for those things I want to give I want to give till there's no more because I know when I've given all I have to give I can't outgive you I can't outgive you when I put you first and I put your house and your kingdom when I put it first I can't ever outgive you I can never outlove you in the name of Jesus I want to live the way
If you're not specifically praying, would you stand and join in singing in this song tonight as a prayer? Not as a song, but as a prayer. Oh, yes, Lord. I want to love, love till there's just no more love. I could never, never have loved the Lord. I want to live, I want to live the way. No more to live. I want to love, love till there's just no more love. I could never, never Thank you for the privilege of being a part of your house. Thank you for the privilege of being able to be a contributor to your house. Your work, your kingdom, knowing God that you will provide and bless and take care of our house, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Can we just lift our hands one more time and offer Him some worship and praise as we close? Thank you, God. Thank you for the opportunity to be a part of your work, your kingdom, your house. Thank you for the opportunity to be a participant. Thank you for the opportunity to be a conduit for the benefit and the blessing of your house. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you. You're praying and need to continue, want to continue. You're welcome to do so. If you need to go, want to go, you're welcome to do so as well. In Jesus' name.